Hey everyone, this is Shelby with Lash Boss Radio. This episode is part of a three-part mega podcast with the Lashcast podcast and Lessons of a Lashpreneur. You can find part one on the Lashcast podcast. Um, part two is right here on my channel. And then part three will be on Tara's channel, which is Lessons of a Lashpreneur. You can also listen to all of the episodes out of order. It doesn't really matter because all of the episodes are pretty great in itself. But without further ado, here is part two of the Mega Podcast. All right, so let's let's switch it up. Yeah. How about we do some controversial topics? Oh, okay. Okay. oh but to hear this. Not always. Every All time right. I start talking about controversial stuff, you, if you go back and listen, my I, I'm like what I'm doing right now. Like I cut <laughs> off my words because I I don't know I I don't know. Okay, I think the first one is go. should I do lashes? <laughs> controversial topics. topics. Oh, since you brought up Tara, I think you are the queen of controversy. Right. Yeah. Am I? Oh Am yeah. I? Everyone talks Boxers about. Boxers or briefs? No. Uh, <laughs> how about ooh, giving knowledge away for oh, free? That's a shout hot out to one Jamie right Butler now. for yes. bringing this. When Jamie. people say this, they're not saying they're teaching an entire class on on like for free. It's it's more so like giving away a tip and. I think it's smart, honestly, because what you said earlier, if, sh- if I'm getting this for free, what am I going to get if I pay for it? That's yeah. exactly it. attracts it. me more, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think it's also a fear thing that if if you give stuff away. You're only as good as your current information. Right. Yeah. I don't think there's any. I think it's a good thing. It's like sample products. It's you a go, little you, teaser. Yeah. You go, you go to Sephora, you go wherever, when you actually try a product that is amazing you're oh like I've got to buy this right oh my god yes do you have a story I don't buy I don't buy foundation from Target because I can't try you it you can't try yeah. it exactly I will spend more money at Sephora because I can actually try the stuff that's a really good analogy mm-hmm. yeah it's it is like, or, or when you're listening uh, uh, you know uh, we listen to Entree Leadership and, and oftentimes they'll have uh, authors of uh, books come on Always and actually. they will actually tell you stuff that's in the book Patrick Lencioni uh, the ideal team player he actually gives you everything that's in the book of course you're not going to get it and then they go buy the book yeah but you go you're not going to get it in that one podcast but you're, you, it is what your appetite is satisfied you so much that you're going to go out. And well, it's it's advertising your value. How do how am I supposed to know if I am going to love what you're offering right. if I have no idea and you can't you even are. give me I can't like trust you. yeah. Um, it's kind of like whenever you're in a movie theater and you're watching all the trailers and you're like, okay, I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see that. It's yeah. a good analogy you're, too. Yeah. yeah. It keeps the narrative open. Yeah. They don't have like, the, yeah. the complete story. They just have a little taste of right. it. One of my favorite students I, I've ever had, um, she, when she, she flew in to take a class with me in Austin. And um, when she got there, we went to lunch and she said, do you want to know the reason why I flew all the way out here to take a class with you? And I was like, what? And she was like, well, I don't know if you remember this, which I didn't at the time. She had sent me a DM about something, and she said that I wrote her a really long paragraph and, and helped her. And then she, from there, she decided I'm going to go take a class with her. Like, I'm going to go and invest even more money for the flight to take a class with her. And so, yeah. Some people answer their DMs, you have to pay for my class for that. I answer every DM with the answer of their question. They've asked one question. If they ask another, I'll follow up with it. There's no way they're going to learn to run a business no. from through that a DM. DM. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Nope. 
Anybody? I wish it was that easy, but right? it's not. Exactly. Being secretive about like what products that you use too. Like yes. if another artist in your or city tools. is asking you, like, what the heck is wrong yeah. with that? Just, yeah. You're Just fine. Tell them. Does that mean Let that they go. become you? Yeah. No. Because they use the same products. Is that all your value is? Is the products you use, or is it your style, the exactly. way that you treat them, your experience? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Again, it's that fear mentality. Yeah. Right? yeah. We. Um, I'm gonna just um, share an experience that we had in the salon. One of the things when Paul was running the front desk, he would spend a lot of time with people. Our price point was a lot higher, and um, a lot of times people would just hang up the phone if we just said this is a price. Yes. But what we learned to do was just coax um, out the questions, and he would spend sometimes a half an hour at times talking with people who would That's actually awesome. not book. But what would happen is that they would call back. You know, either they, they went looked somewhere else, and nobody and then, told them. No one. It's the same thing with That's you. Awesome. You know, you spent that time and that in that that response with that DM, and you know, it, it pays off. Yeah. You know, educating people was my job. When people called into the salon, my job I felt like was to educate. I'm not selling you. I'm just going to educate you because you don't understand lashes the way we do it. So I got a chance to sit down, educate. Now I've given away everything in a sense, but and I know some of these were lash stylists calling too. Sometimes it's kind of inquiring, but that's okay because no one can do what we do. I felt. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't matter if I give it away. You still gonna have to come if you want to learn our secret sauce. Right, they still don't have the result they want, yeah. but they're now informed. Yeah, right? they're informed. And so, yeah, it's education and that's never a bad thing. I think it's there, a good thing. There's some trainers that they sell out their classes though and they don't give the information away for free and it works for them. Yeah. It, it, if it works for you to, to withhold the information or to give away free content, it's, it's whatever works. But I don't think there's anything but they're wrong selling, with it. But they're also selling lifestyle and, and who that that's lash true. artist could be. So there is they are selling. There is a value to it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. One, so the guy that brought this like controversial topic up the first time I saw it was Jamie. Jamie. From Shout out Jamie. This is, he's a true test, test, testament. testament. Or testimony. T testament. 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 Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is an example of this because that's all he does in look in a year. He now has 10,000 followers that are lash artists that I don't think I had heard of lash base before Jamie. No, I did yeah. not. Um, and look at how much it has blown up. Yep. Because what is he doing? All the time providing value to people and I, yeah, he's And he's smart. not, by the way, promoting lash base as the only salon out there or the only right. brand out there. It's amazing. I've heard him say, guys, there's other people out there who do yeah. great stuff. Yeah. He's terribly unselfish actually with it. <laughs> Jamie, we've been meaning to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's really amazing. And yet he's blowing up because I think people trust him more yeah. when they see him giving that way. Like, wait a minute, he's not telling me I'm the only yeah, one that has the best he has no clue. way of monetizing it because he does work for them and that's not their lash base account. I have no doubt that their sales have gone up since he started that yeah. Oh, yeah. because he's building out the brand reputation. He's yeah. going to be yeah. so successful. And trust. I think it's trust. Yeah. When All you see someone who's not always trying to pick something out of your pocket you and just give them. you things, you trust them. Yeah. And if they say, no, wait, if you find another clue elsewhere that's better that's okay too and and also lash base is really successful too like we we've sat down and talked about you know how like just how much they do in numbers and they're doing really well and so he's again secure with where he's at and so he, he can be more giving yeah so that's another mindset thing is if you think about who the successful version of you if you want to you know have a successful product line do you think successful product lines keep all of their information to themselves until they get really rich and famous or you know, over that seven figure mark? Or are they doing that all along the way? You have Good to point. start behaving 
like the type of business owner you want to be yeah. now before you have those results. Those results don't come eventually and then you start to behave that way. It's yeah. the behavior first and then the results. Right. It's like the DNA. It was already in his DNA to be that way and yeah. he cultivated and like what you were saying, Erica, it's like tribe, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dig it. All right. Cool. What's the next controversial topic? Uh, Should we do a lashes one? Like, yeah. how about uh, getting your lashes wet or uh, washing them right after or rinsing them? Yeah, I think a long time ago, people just taught what they were taught, and nobody really looked into the science behind how... Well, there wasn't money in the industry to, yet, right? Yeah. It was still baby industry. True, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a long information. So, I don't know. I think now um, I, there's just more information out there, and, um, you know... I used to say keep your lashes dry for 24 hours too. Yeah, but, we all did. We yeah. all you know, that crap. But you know, <laughs> it, uh, what we say now to our clients is, hey, you can get your lashes wet, you know, immediately, really, um, you know, after the appointment. So, and but we also add in, you've probably heard that you have to keep them dry for 24 hours, even if it's their first appointment, they've never had them before. They have probably heard that. Right. Yeah. So we say that, and then we're like, but that's not backed by science. Actually, scientifically, your attention may be even better if you do wet them right away. Yeah. Um, because or lower you're your risk not, of allergy. Yeah, yeah. And and so a lot of our clients, you know, trust us. But if we were to just say, like, hey, keep them, keep them. Uh, or you, Don't ever touch them, ever. <laughs> well, no, like, if you were, if you were to say, like, if uh, you can actually get them wet now, they may be like, mm, that's not what I read online. I don't really right. know if you know what you're talking about. But if you explain, like, hey, yeah. scientifically, yada, yada. So when that comes up, for me, whenever there's an expert opinion or a new philosophy, I always want our lash artists to be empowered to experiment for themselves. That is the mark of a true artist, is not necessarily just taking it for word of mouth. For me, because I got out of the industry right as this was becoming a thing, I never actually went through and tested it myself, but I would rinse around the eye and see if my retention changed and see if I could still get the vapor off of the eye. Yes, definitely test it out. Try a really, a client who trusts you or your mom or somebody where you can test it out safely and then track results. Do a scientific experiment. If I add in this factor, what is the result here? You may find that maybe your humidity is too high or maybe you did it too quickly and your retention does suffer or maybe it had nothing to do with it, but do your own experiment. What we did was we, I did it on me first. I do my lashes, get them wet right now. And then I did it on the whole staff and then we did it on our like really loyal clients that you know we know they're not gonna hate us and then we did it across both salons all of our clients and everyone was fine and then you know that's how we did it so yeah we tested it out too i didn't have a choice because when i started working with them it (laughs) was like this is what we do and i just i went okay and (laughs) never had a problem (laughs) well how i came to that conclusion was just um observing and, and studying the properties of a cyanoacrylate what what is the mo- action of bonding? It's anionic polymerization instead of solvent evaporation. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Do- Doctor testing yeah, here. It's, it's not, um, you know, what are the properties of the adhesive? How does it work on the human body? I mean, yeah. cyanoacrylates work on wet tissue, and it's, right. it doesn't interrupt the bond. And so, why why would we have that, you know, restriction? What is that? And then and testing it. That's that's how we figure. I mean, it I remember out. Tara when you were first learning. You shared that whole thing, like you. We're very intentional about testing yeah. and watching results. And I think that's not something I always hear from stylists. Like, guys, if you're trying something new, track it. 
Yeah. Like, write notes on that client. How I did this. How do you this. troubleshoot retention if you have no idea what you did the last appointment? Yep. How do you know if it's you or not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to document what you did. If you notice that lashes are popping off, write it down. So next time when they come in with like three lashes, you're like, mm, something was up last time. Mm -hmm. I just want to pick your brain for a second, yeah, Tara. Go ahead. When you were doing that, and what was your system for writing it down? Did you have a, like a file card? Did you have a, 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 an I'm, app or what? How did I you do that? DIY'd my own little client card. So I had the date, the service that they received, my formula for the lashes, what adhesive I used, the temp, the humidity, and then I had a note section for any weird things that would go on. If they had poor retention, I noted that. If they, um, if I noticed they had makeup or they just weren't cleaning right. So even clients, yeah. like, cleansing before my clients was a way I could control my retention. Mm -hmm. Right. There were two clients I could not cleanse on because they squinched their eyes so much, so much. the soap got caught yeah. in their lash line. Mm -hmm. So for those particular clients, after enough time, I realized we actually shouldn't cleanse them. They get better retention when they don't. Yeah. There's no way I could have troubleshooted retention and got consistently three plus weeks out of my clients without documenting yeah. and troubleshooting. Very good. And then you would review that before they came in or during the service, that kind of um, thing. So yeah, I, every yeah. service I'd have their card out. I'd kind of look at, was anything weird last time? I'd look at their retention. I'd ask them, how was your result? How do you feel they lasted? Every client, every time. So they could tell me, oh, a bunch fell out within the first couple of days. There's a catch-22 when you get good retention, too, is that the next appointment, they don't have good retention because they have all these old lashes mm -hmm. in That's there. Right. That's so, right. So, again, learning this by documenting it. Very good. Yeah. How about you, Shelby? So, so, we have a ton of artists and, therefore, a ton of clients, and I... I figured out our best way to do this across the salon is to, when they're done with an appointment, um, actually on their little happiness tickets, you guys know what that is yeah. from Team Base Pay, but um, we have a spot for retention and then a spot for coverage. Like, what did they come in with? What did they leave with? And what's your solution? Like, Very good. Um, are they going to book an extended fill next time if you only got them to like 90%? Why did you only get them to 90%? Um, any notes about it, the shaping that you did? Um, and that's really helped us uh, troubleshoot. And also, if we ever have a client complaint, I can go and look at those notes and see, mm -hmm. if, you know, if the client is saying, um, you know, she just came back from vacation and then they try to complain about something. I can say like, oh, okay, well, you came in with only like 10 lashes per eye because right. you, you waited five weeks in between your appointments and you also were on vacation. So you know, stuff like that, it's nice to have. Also, if they come in late, on record. you can say, oh, they ten arrived late. Yes, yes. Exactly. Right? That's 10 minutes of lashing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what were you going to say, Eric? Oh, I was going to say, we use um, an app called Evernote where oh, Paul, Evernote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Paul had one login. We all logged into it yeah. on our phones. And it worked really well for team-based pay because we shared clients. So, um, you know, they might be with me one month and then someone else the next month. And uh -huh. we just look it up by name and then it's any information you want to put in there, right. you can put in there. Yeah. And then you can also add photos. It's crazy whenever you have so many clients, like even like as a solo artist or just when you have a clientele, you're like, oh, I'm going to remember this next time. And then you, you see them on your schedule for the second time ever and you're like, who's this person? Yeah. <laughs> have I, seen them I don't remember anything. And then, yeah, so it's, you really do, you should document because well, it will even help like you their, so much. the kids' names or, you know, if they say yeah. they have an event coming up in like three or three months that they want their lashes for, remind them of that. That's yes. all isn't, for you. Isn't that embarrassing when you ask them a question and then when they tell you, you're like, shoot, I asked them that last Same time. Yeah. Exactly. Or 
Totally. Or even you as the customer, you're like, oh God, we have this conversation every time I come yes. in. <laughs> I know, right? Like, what's yeah. your name again? No, so <laughs> the takeaway with what we're talking about is that you have to be measuring, you have to be collecting the data in order yeah. to make a, a, a judgment on it. That's yeah. why we do Fitbit, right? So we can see how many steps we took or whatever so that we can make an improvement on it. Yeah. yeah. All right, I have a controversial topic that just came up from this conversation. Uh-oh. Percentage of coverage. Ah. Okay, so I am of the mindset that a percentage is vague. So when we say a client needs a return with 50%, can you honestly tell me if it's 49% or 53%? If you can't, how are they supposed to? Bingo. So I, you, you mentioned percentage, so I want to kind of get your guys' take oh on people make People make this so complicated. Right? So complicated. Um, it, it, the easiest way to solve it is to just book by time. That's how so, we feel. <laughs> um, and I think like, well, I guess this is different because when you're talking about a fill, like 100% of the time, I'm trying to get 100% coverage. Yeah. But yeah, t trying to track like, like. Question on the 100% coverage yeah. though. Do you lash the baby lashes? Yeah, yeah I hell do. yeah. So with a really light yes. lash. Okay. Six yeah. A baby lash is just the tip of an, a future adult lash. Yeah. Um, and they're actually really secure in that little follicle yes. because they're held by that Strong root. Yeah, they're he like they're not. You've never seen a baby lashes like fall out. Right. No. Nope. You just put a little lash on it. Otherwise, when it starts growing at that super fast rate that it's gonna grow at, it's not all wiggling around and then mm -hmm. it's gonna twist and turn and maybe break. So obviously, you put like a tiny little six millimeter lash on it, and it it'll help. Helps with isolation. So yes, yeah. I I get those. 100% coverage is the goal every single time. And if you don't get that, why not? Um, to, to tell what percentage they're at, you're right, it's very like... It's very vague. It's very, I don't know. so complicated. But at the same time, you can, if you see, if you, if you can see more extensions than natural lashes, that's a, that's what you want to look for. Because you don't want to see like, ooh, you really need a fill. It should be maintaining so, the fullness. A question I have is, if you're aiming for 100% coverage, so you guys had teams, right? And everybody's at different skill levels. And if a client comes in with a ton of natural lashes, you're trying to promise them the same 100% coverage result as somebody who may only take two hours for classic and have 100 lashes per eye. So on our website, we put, um, these are, we kind of have a, like a time standard that the appointment is booked for. Right. And we say, by the way, these are just booking times for our system. It could take less than that. It's just really up to this. but. When we first hire someone, we extend their appointment times, and then when that artist can consistently do the appointment in the standard time that the rest of us do, then we bring their time down. I don't know if that's what you were asking, but yeah, yeah that's the thing too. Like, But it's not just, oh, that client had a really sparse lash line, that's why you did it in two hours this time. It's when they had a ton of natural lashes and you still got them to 100%. Now, now we'll start taking your time yeah. down little by little. So the, in a fill situation, <laughs> um, that can get a little bit more complicated. So at least what I do and what Tess kind of like coached me to do was um, if, if I am seeing, like maybe she came back with less lashes left over, maybe she was 15 minutes late, whatever it is. If I'm seeing, you know, okay, I, I know I'm not gonna be able to get 100% coverage, um, because we do book by time, I would just say at the end, 
they're not totally full, so I can't guarantee they're going to last as long. You're going to see shedding sooner. I would love for you to come back this week yeah. and get a 30-minute or an hour, whatever I feel like they need. Paid. That's the right. thing is the solution part. Yes. The issue is that you're not 100% full right now, but what's the solution? Like, Because your client's going to be like, okay, well then. Yeah. And so, yeah, like always suggesting. And that's something that you have to set the first appointment, though, when they first mm-hmm. see you is like, hey, every time you come in, I'm going to recommend to you what to book next time because sometimes it'll be, you know, the consistent hour, but sometimes every once in a while you may need an extended fill. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, just, you know, listen Managing to the artist. their expectations. That way every time, like say the first time you say, well, next time you need an extended fill, they're going to be like, um, I've never needed an, an extended fill. Why, Why all of a sudden now? now? Yeah. So, yeah. I'd like to share with our journey, with you guys about our journey. In the very beginning, we would say, oh, we're going to do 100% coverage. And that was our goal. You're going to have the lashes that you you deserve and that you want no matter what. Right. But what we realize is that everybody is different. Mm-hmm. Everybody is different. And the impetus for making sure that they're going to be perfect each time, the time standards varied. Yeah. So what we began to do is realize that we, ne- we needed to sell by time. Okay. Yeah. Because, and then the client would take the responsibility for what they needed and what they preferred. So if we, because in the beginning we're like, there were so many different ways to price it. It was like, okay, if you come back sooner, um, within a week, you'll get a discount. Uh, if you do, um, you know, if you if you stay away for, uh, five weeks, it's gonna be uh, this price. Um, but we, we had problems with that. Um, so what we realized is that, um, if you sell by time, then you can standardize it, first of all, and then you can tell each person what it is, what they need. So we did it in terms of, um, uh, we did it like a single, which was an hour, a single plus is an hour and a half, a double is two, a double plus is two and a half hours. That way, the client, when they're finished and they're like, I really want it a little bit fuller, we'll say, well, with your anatomy and the, how many lashes you need and the way that you like them, you're gonna need to get a double instead of a single plus, and if they came back and they're like, it's still not enough, well, let's come back in sooner. Instead yeah. of uh, a four weeks, we'll do three. Also, that way, you know, you can say, you know, she might say, they're not as full this time. What's going on? I never needed an extended service, just like what Shelby said. And we'll say, well, last time you were late. You, you, you know, yeah. you, uh, you don't want to say you were late. You were saying we didn't have the full time. And so... Um, that, that 15 minutes makes a big difference. Yeah. So that way you're putting it on them and you're explaining the whole time, you're managing their expectations. So, I mean, if you're guaranteeing 100% coverage the whole time, you're you're gonna have to know that you can't ever standardize at that time because everyone's yeah. different. Yeah, well, I have an issue with charging by time. Oh. Because as a solo artist, what happens when you get faster? Am I supposed to charge less? Or should I be charging more? But you're only paying for 60 minutes. What you, if I get better and I can do it increase your prices at that point, I think. Right, but yeah. not everybody does that. The the increasing pricing has more fear around it. Right. But so I, if I get better at my skill set, I don't want to, and I, I'm going to be punished because I can get you done in less time and I'm going to make less money. Yeah. Because it you used to just, take me 75 minutes, now it takes well, me 60. Well, that's why you, you just sit back and relax and well, just, <laughs> just chill. Just take a break. <laughs> you could do Lash so much slow. more with the extra time, though. You can go yeah. ahead and cleanse them afterwards. You can take off more grown-out lashes. Yeah. You can, there, I think But if you cut down your time, you can get another client in the day if you do that across the board. True, or you can, you can make that client's experience 
va valued a little bit higher, I, I guess, with that one client. And it, I don't know, fitting in more clients isn't attractive to me as much as like seeing less clients because it's less energy. I guess putting in um, <laughs> probably sounded bad. No, yeah. but you know, like, know what you mean. Yeah, I I don't know. I think like if you have a pros and cons list, I feel like charging by time. There's just more pros for me. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is consistency and having that standardization, especially if you're going yeah. to go with a team. Yeah. You're right, individual, it's right. a little it's different. It's a little, it's a little bit strategy, different. Strategy, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you really are charging time. No matter, everything is charged by time. There's nothing in life yeah, that's not charged by time. For me, it's not time. letting the client know the time, though, so that you can be in control of the time. This was just how I did in my business. It yeah. was a two to three week touch-up. At the end of your third week, no matter what, the next day you were paying the four to five week touch-up, which was 15 extra minutes, 20 extra dollars. So yeah. I could control the time. And they were just you booking get, the two to three. You get your eyebrows done, your spray tan, your nails filled, your you know your hair done, and we're not criticizing the artist for going a little bit faster. If the work comes out the same, yeah, chances are your clients are going to be okay with that. But a like a lot of clients will say, I didn't get the full hour, right? But that's also your fault, though. At the beginning, when you first see that client, you have to. There's so much that goes into that first appointment that will make or break right, that client's retention with you or their loyalty to you if you like set their expectation mm -hmm. the first time with like hey i'm gonna tell you like how what you need and like this is how here's the result you want i will work with you to yeah. get that result based right. on my expertise yeah. right and also a lot of times if if you're like okay well we didn't use the full time so i'm gonna knock off a little bit off the price don't freaking do that yeah no. No. you're gonna set now every single time you finish five minutes ten minutes early that if that's the case, next time that. I'm going 15 minutes over and I'm going to charge them more. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, and I think I think the conversation, the key factor here is that you know your retention and you, you know how to manipulate retention. It's hard to come up with any of this consistency when you can't get consistent results for your clients. This is yeah. all an advanced conversation once you've nailed down retention. Yeah, and when I first see a client, um, I, I almost say... So they, you always get the question, how long are they going to last? And I always say that depends on how fast your natural lashes grow in your lifestyle. So someone that wears a ton of makeup and is super active or super oily, it's going to have different retention than someone who's sitting at home all day, doesn't work out, and, it, and has dry skin. It's going to me. be different. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to come back in two weeks, and let's see how let's see how you're doing. And then every single time I'm going to tell you what you need to book for next time. That puts you know, the trust in you and they're the going to look to you. Yeah. yeah. Instead of being like, oh, you know, three weeks, four weeks, like uh, right off Just the bat, you have no idea. Yeah. And so you have to, again, you're, you have to set the expectation the very first appointment. Yeah. It, it'll help so much. Cool. What uh, we can now do if we want the some questions from the people who submitted them to us? From the public. From the public. From the people. <laughs> During mega podcast. Mega, mega, mega. Yes. All right. I have a question from Victoria's Lash Boutique. If you don't want to do training, is there another way to level up in the lash industry? Compete. Ah. Go to competition. You have an opinion on that, huh? <laughs> Like go to, go to lash competitions and yeah. get, do that. Have I mean, people evaluate your work, give you yeah. notes, give you specific details of what's good or not good about your work. Yeah. So so you, you're saying, Shelby, that the goal would be like if you go and you do comp competitions and you score and you place, that that could be a marketing tool that you can use to... Oh, for training too. Oh, for training. Oh, yeah. I get it. I no, get if they're saying they don't want to become a, be a trainer, trainer, what else can you do to like put, get more, like to advance your career? And I yeah, think yeah. that's... Mm -hmm. 
competitions. Like, go do that. Um, yeah, yeah. You can be a speaker because you have won so many competitions. People want to hear from you. Like, you know, there's, I think that would be cool. So for me, the way that I teach on, because the main things that somebody does in our industry, the main paths we teach are build out a staff, build out a product line, or become an educator. Those are like the three main next leveling of your business. Yeah. However, we've all kind of gotten into different realms. So for me, it's combining, if you have multiple passions, as most of us do, multiple interests, I know that there are people that are taking their love for health and fitness and finding a way to combine it with um, lashes. Yeah. There's people who, uh, there's this one girl who had a heart for environmental science and I can't wait for her to figure oh, wow. out a way to introduce that into the lash industry. <laughs> yeah. Coming up with like the science behind things. I became a business coach because I love business and so yeah. I combine those two loves. We are such a new industry, we're such a baby industry that there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, or clothing like um, Dear Lash Love right. has that whole thing. Or Melina with Lash Wrap. I mean, her passion mm -hmm. is ergonomics and health, yes. and, and so she's moved into making products Katie, that are. Katie Gross also with the Lash, yeah, Lash Artist Box. Box. Right. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how to combine my love for making charcuterie boards <laughs> and Lash Industry. Uh, you're going to be a party planner yes. for Lash Artists. Yes. So, listen, I did that for our Elevate class yes. at Sheiks and City in um, May. Yeah, or that? April. 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 It was amazing. And it was awesome. I right. think some people get caught up in what everyone else did. Like all, they look at all the successful people in their opinion that are successful, and um, they're like, "Okay, I could do that. I could do that." But they never think about like, what is it that I'm passionate about or good at, and I can make work for me. Mm -hmm. like, what yeah, is like, it that I enjoy? Yeah. yeah, I think about that all the time. Like, what what's different about me or what's special about me that I can bring to the table? And I've struggled with that. Like. Shelby's going to have some sort of Lash Artist TV show in the future. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm calling I think it so. now. You Late guys, night TV show oh my gosh, you. on my Google Doc, that is my to-do list. On the very bottom, it says long-term goals is write a book and have a TV show. Boom! I'll be your first viewer. I mean, for, for me, with, it was very easy. Um, as this is wrapping up, for me, my background is producing, and I like making events. I love doing that. I've done Thank it. Thank God somebody does. Yeah, <laughs> and it is so much fun. Sitting down, thinking logistics, working with people, coming up with ways to sell it, all that. That's my background. That's something I've done. And so for us, one of the things we're moving into is LashCon, of course, and other stuff like that. Wait, so, Paul, what's LashCon? Yeah, LashCon, <laughs> it's a business, in, not intensive, but it's the it's first. It's a convention for yeah. lash artists, yes. but it's specifically, conference. oh yes, conference. conference. It's specifically about the business. We kind of think Love about, it. most of the, the conferences that, that are out there are about technique, um, but the business is like the foundation of the house. The technique is like dressing, uh, decorating each room. But you have to have a foundation in order to, for uh, to have a showcase to place, you know, show Speaking the show the language. Yeah. Yes. What I love about it is that you know, um, you guys have sent me because you invited me to speak, which thank you so much. Um, you sent me in your talk. You have to have at least three things that people can actually apply now and take away from yes. your talk. It shouldn't just be an advertisement for. Like it's all about you and your, you know, whatever, whatever you're promoting. You're selling, yeah. And then if you want to know more, you have to come and and and, and buy all the money. Training. Yeah. We're, yeah. What we're trying to do is have our listeners or attendees walk away with actionable items. It will be so valuable. Them. 
Yeah. It's not about the speakers. The yeah. hype is so big already for it. Like, there's so many people really excited about it. And by I'm the way, so no offense to other shows, but you guys aren't going to get awards at the end of the thing on the stage saying, hey, here's our speakers, here's your award. <laughs> it's not about you, like Tara said. It is yeah. about the people that are yeah. going to it. Yeah, sorry. Your reward is, other, is, is monetary. <laughs> so, which is, by the way, I think better than getting a little trophy. But that's yeah. a side note. But I think that's what it is. It's really about helping people. And that's what that's what was my passion. And so as we were wrapping up the salon, I was like, what are we going to do? Well, we're yeah. going to start with that. And we're, we have more. We have more ideas coming down the pipeline that which we're, we're trying to found you know, time. figure oh, them all out. God. I know. It's taken only a couple years here. But yeah, and that's like for anyone. So what, I think what uh, Shelby says is really smart. What are you passionate about? What do you love? You love lashes and? Think that's the beauty of being thing. an entrepreneur. You get to make it up. Yes. If it doesn't exist, you know when it doesn't exist that you got to do it. You yeah. got to do it. And so I hope someone listening to this right now is thinking, I love jellyfish or whatever it is. And <laughs> oh I want to, yeah, lashes. Please, no, let's put that idea okay. aside. Okay. <laughs> Some ideas aren't meant to be. But that said, there's something probably that you're doing in your life as a hobby or as a side project that you can combine maybe with lashes and you can bless maybe, and you don't need a million people, by the way. You know, you know, Tara doesn't need 10, well, she'd like 10 million followers, I mean, but but still, challenge. if you get, you know, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, you're gonna do quite well, and that will take care of your And business. better than a lash artist. Like, yes. a lash artist is capped. Yes. So, so a lash artist is capped. Yes. So what's the next level? How do you create a lash artist audience as opposed to a lash client audience? It's much different. Yeah. How do you guys feel about, so someone in my family. Doing? Oh. doing good. <laughs> we have hey. a visitor. You guys Hello. having a great time? Yes, yeah. we are. Yes. We are. Good, good, good. Yeah, we're just recording our podcast. Hi. Is your name Richard? Hi, Richard. Richard. Yeah. Hi, I'm Paul. Hello. <laughs> nice to meet you. Help Grab yourself. Up. Grab Grab up. Help yourself. Yeah. There's Richard. Nice <laughs> <laughs> um, Someone in my family always says, but the lash industry is such a niche market. Like, you're, you can't, there's no way it's going to, it's too small of a market. It's too small of an industry. Tell you need to Sugar think bigger. Lash or Borboletta Beauty that, because okay. I think they're doing okay. I know, okay. and yeah. I, I have disagreed every step of the way in my business before I even had a salon like my sights were set so firmly on what I was going to be doing and like I I'm go with that obviously but what do you guys think about people that think like oh well it's you know the lash industry is so small what is your response they're not in the lash industry I get that all the time yeah, yeah all the time I, I mean, riches are in the niches. I have no doubt that my success is because I am so targeted. Yes. I speak yeah. lash artist language. I solve a very specific problem. My long-term goal is to go bigger, whether it's beauty industry or female entrepreneurs yeah. in general in the online space. But I have to start my own, I have to figure out yeah. my learning curve. And lash artists have a need. There is a gap in that marketplace yeah. for what I, I fill. And so I'm coming up with my coaching methodology and you know what I want my business to look like and I'm doing okay. Like yeah. it's it's there's enough to go around. I think we are constantly growing and evolving and changing and learning as we go. And so yeah, this is a great industry to be niched in when you solve a very specific problem. I think like anything there's it's, it depends what value you're bringing, and yeah. you bring great value, and there's Shelby does and all that to your clients and your salon. So it's, there's plenty of clients, there's plenty of money to be made. There's enough needs in this there's industry. There's enough needs. And so as long as you meet the need, and like the, the better the niche you are, actually the better and quicker you're going to grow, yeah. then going broad and big. Like you said, yeah. I, I, yeah. Same thing with one, marketing to your clients. 
Yeah. If you want to do the Kylie Jenners and the Kris Jenners of the world, you're going to have two very different ways of marketing to them. They have very different needs. Yes. Kris Jenners got to look young. Kylie Jenners got to look old. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also this industry is is pretty big and it's growing every day. And I think if you can make something work in one industry, you can duplicate that in some way and on a bigger scale. And so you don't have to like see the very last thing that you're going to be doing before you're dead. Like just follow where it's taking yeah, you. It's and just, just an excuse not to do something by up. saying that industry yeah. is so small. It's small minded. Yeah. Because yeah. We, once I you agree. get into it, there's enough work to be yeah. done. Yeah. No, and I think like in the case, like let's say Lash Wrap, she's already beginning to evolve into a bigger yeah. mindset. Yeah. And I think that's what all of us, I mean, I'm glad to hear about you. I, I had a feeling that you were thinking, no, it's not just lashes. And the same thing with us, we're like, we're going to start You're in the You're a dog groomer, hit me up. Gary V, <laughs> Gary v started out like with wine, wine yes. and then, you know, yeah. out. he grew. Yeah, he built his yeah. voice there, found himself, and then he launched into much bigger market and he with makes that. All of his passions work for him. He loves doing the garage sale stuff. He loves yeah, no, that's funny. baseball cards. Like he's a pretty cool dude that just like does what he what you know, the yeah. opportunities are gonna present themselves the farther that you push yourself. You Five know? years ago I had no idea I was gonna be a business coach. <laughs> no yeah. idea. I wasn't even uh, let's see, I've been a lash artist for seven years. So lashes wasn't a thing when I was in college. So right. once you start doing you get involved and you find different paths, yeah. but it's the action that creates the clarity, not the clarity first and then you make moves. Yep. That's right, you're just using this, or all of us, is, it's our platform, it's our first platform, and then we're gonna evolve and change. It's not what we're signing up to do forever and ever, only this way. I mean, everybody changes, everybody grows. Yeah. Right. I think one of our thoughts that we always say is shoot, ready, aim. It's just start doing. You know, Don't worry about it. I think a lot of people yeah. worry about having the master plan. Like It's gotta you, be perfect. Yes. The first time I do it. And I loved how you said, you know, you're just kind of building your curriculum as you go. Methodology. Methodology. Yeah, yeah, that fancy way of saying it. Methodology, <laughs> which I think is really smart. That, you know, you didn't spend 10 years getting it all done. You're actually doing it as you're doing it. And, you know. Building it, the boat as yeah, I'm sailing it. Yep. As you're sailing. Yeah. And it's, you know what? That's, I think, the smartest way to go. Instead of waiting well, thanks, and waiting. I, yeah. Well, I get the <laughs> silver approval on your t methodology. Here you go fangirling again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I love that. I think, um. You know, when it comes to having a business plan, getting clarity about the long term, and then just take one step at a time. Yeah. You don't have to have the next five, ten steps figured yeah. out. No. I don't think any of us knew a year oh, ago that stressful. we'd be in this oh, no. situation. Yeah, and I, you know. I had a dream. <laughs> okay, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, like, getting to speak or judge at competitions is never something, like, I thought I was going to be doing, especially this soon, but just because I started the podcast, people were like, oh, Shelby, now I know who that is, and nobody knew who I was before that. No one's asking me, I don't get it. <laughs> I just, I put, I send cards out, mailers, <laughs> and maybe I do more social. Fruit baskets. Yeah, group fruit baskets, yes. That's the way to go. What are you yeah. talking about? You spoke at a conference like two days ago. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't. No, you didn't speak. No, I didn't speak. Attended. I just attended. Oh, that was the other Paul. There yeah, you it was go, the right. other Paul. Yeah, yeah, my uh, alter ego. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, but that's. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for coming to my channel to listen to part two of the Mega Podcast. If you want to hear part three, make sure to pull up Lessons of a Lashpreneur with Tara Walsh to hear the final part of this three-part Mega Podcast, and I will link that in the show notes below if you need help finding it.